0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Transformation Gold podcast. I am your coach and your hostess. My name is Nicole DeVincenis. It's awesome to have you here with us today. So, today we're talking about something which is called flipping the script. Now, you may know us if you've coached and trained with us, or you've been listening to our podcast, that these are coaching and training podcasts. And we're very renowned for the work that we do, our academy with organizational leadership, kind of like the how to um, make your team or assist your team rather in becoming more productive. You know, we work on an individual level with people, uh, helping people become more clear on their goals. Again, more effective, more productive, making great strides forward towards any goals. And then we also have an entire fitness division that is just like freaking phenomenal. But A lot of our clients come to us for what we call next-level training, and that's what today's podcast is going to be about. Flipping the script is a next-level concept that if you have any formal education and you have studied something called Maslow's hierarchy, does that ring a bell? Like you have to have your basic needs met, and then as you go up like this little pyramid, there's different things, you know, like... um, you know, fun material acquisitions or going on vacations or having different sorts of relationships, blah, blah, blah. Like you build this whole pyramid and then you get up to the top and it's something called self-actualization. And I think our culture really has taken an abrupt turn that we're seeing a lot more of this sort of teaching happening in younger ages. And and I probably because of social media, I would say that we've had this tremendous exposure, you know, to all of the stuff, which was like really, really kind of out there in many ways, but also just like, you had to really be seeking the information in order to actually find it. And then you had to immerse yourself in it. But now, no matter where you go, it's very, very easy to, to latch on to any of these trainings, whether it comes in the form of motivational speaking or something that we know as a, as a whole entity of itself. It, it's the world of what we call personal development. And so there's professional development, and then there's next level, which is personal development. And those two usually grow and go hand in hand. That the sharper you become on the personal level, and we're talking about habits, we're talking about sharpening your character, you know, ironing out some of the wrinkles that cause chaos and drama. That really, it, it comes down to how you think, how you believe, you know, how you behave, and it gets translated out into like your day-to-day life and and a lot of it you carry over into your professional life. So as you gain, you know, more life lessons, you acquire more wisdom. You learn what to do, what not to do <laughs> and stuff like I will never do that again, right? And you and you learn all those things. But what's going to help you is that when you really make the decision to do what we call the internal work. Now I promise you this is not going to be like a crunchy groovy podcast. What this really is um, comes about again as your decision to go next level when it comes to your own personal growth. And so for us we have a whole coaching sector which is devoted to Personal development, and what we're going to be speaking on today is a phenomenal, phenomenal topic, and it's called flip the script. And what this actually means, all right? I'm going to draw you back to some of our earlier podcasts where we were talking about. There's one podcast; it's called What Drives You. If you haven't listened to that, go ahead and and check that one out. It'll give you a lot more detail to the full in, for to the fill in rather. But for people who've been with us for a while, my my clients that you've coached with me. You know, maybe you need a little bit of a refresher, or if this is even your entry point for us, let's review one major concept. We're going to be talking first about human behavior, all right? We're going to make this brief, and I'm going to remind you or introduce to you that there's two things which drive human behavior, okay? One is the pursuance of pleasure, and the other is the avoidance of pain. Now think about that, Okay. And then you got to ask yourself, like, which one mostly drives you? Are you always in pursuance of pleasure or are you mostly governed by doing things to avoid pain? And depending on where you are in your life, sometimes it becomes 50-50, sometimes it's like 70-30, and then, right? So there's there's no right or wrong answer, it's not that one is better than another, or this is simply where you are. And when you triage your position, and you look at yourself and you say, okay, my life or my goals, you know, the framework of where you are, do I have the stuff in my life that I really want? Or is my life a giant cluster right now? <laughs> and if I could, I would honest to God take that red button and hit like the redo button. What I can't remember what commercial that comes from, but it was like or the, the easy button, right? You just like push it and it's for staples or something and you push it and like you can start everything over. And if you're at that point, all right, like you look around and you probably have one sector of your life which is actually okay right? Maybe you have a great group of friends or maybe you rock your health and fitness or maybe your career is on point. Maybe your financial situation is awesome. Maybe you have a great walk with God. And, but then you look at the rest of your life and you're like, this one piece of my life is like stellar. It's shiny and sparkly, but everything else, man, whoo, just like stuff it back in the closet, like get in there. Like you're trying to shut the door and like, You got like stuff hanging out, and you're trying to like push it back in and and shut the door before you get here and like slammed in there. I've been there, and I will tell you, it can be really overwhelming when you're looking at that stuff and you reach that moment, like the the split in the road where. And I truly believe that as people, you know, when you hit this point, like you look at this and you're like, all right. I have to make a decision here because I can try to ignore this stuff and consequently like avoid the pain here or I can decide to get in the ring and excuse my language, just like kick the shit out of this. But it's going to hurt. And so, you know what? there's something else which has grabbed my attention. I'm going to go over there and handle this. (laughs) And then you like, six months later, you come back and you like, you open that door and it's like, it's like worse than it was before. And you're like, oh shit, man, this is like twice as bad. Like, I don't even want to deal with this anymore. But in the back of your mind and inside of your heart, you're just like, this cannot be how my story ends. Like, I, never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that I would be here. Like, could I rewind 10, 15, 20, 50 years maybe for some of us. for I'm not 50 yet. For some of you, rather. And you know, just kind of like start over with the wisdom that I already have, because man, I would do stuff different. Okay, I'm telling you, every single person gets to that point at one point or another in some area of their life. And this is why personal development is so wildly important. Because until you correct your, we'll call something an inner dialogue or your inner script, you know, kind of like, or even your operating system, okay, what drives your behavior, the pursuance of pleasure, or the avoidance of pain, nothing really changes. And usually what happens is you deploy the tactics and the strategies that bring you success. And you really try to apply that to like different areas of your life. But unfortunately, sometimes there's not sometimes most times there's areas of your life or problems that you have incurred. And I'm going to be honest with you, because you drove yourself to those problems, okay, that the mentality that you use to drive yourself there is not going to be the same vehicle that is required to actually drive yourself out and then drive yourself to your quote unquote, like proverbial promised land. Does that make sense? So in order to have, I'm sure you've heard this before, something that you've never had, you have to do something that you've never done. And so we come back to this and you say, okay, what mostly drives me? Am I highly driven by the avoidance of pain or am I highly driven by the pursuance of pleasure? Okay, now again, whatever is your primary operating system is what you have used for probably the majority of your life. And it has brought you to certain successes. But it's also contributed largely to your downfall in the other areas. So let me ask you a question. all Right? And there's really like, these are pretty obvious questions. If you use that same strategy, that brought you some of the problems, even though it brings you successes in the other areas. If you try to use it, again, in the area where it brought you, you know, destruction, (laughs) is it going to produce a fruitful, a fruitful harvest for you? And obviously, like the answer is no, right? So I just I said the same things, I worded it in two different ways all right, to assist your mind kind of like with a rollover here in viewing things from a different perspective. Okay, so what we're actually doing is we're flipping the script inside of our head, because here's what you need to know, when it comes to strategic planning, Okay, or execution of any action that you're about to take. Like I know hands down, if you're listening to this podcast, you're really intelligent. I, I just know I know my people, I know what drives you here, and, and you're very, very, very like ridiculously off the charts intelligent and intelligent people, okay. We have very, like, we think, and we think fast, and, and, like, half the time you have things, like, you're at the finish line, and you haven't even gotten started yet, like, and all you have to really do is, like, connect the dots, right? And you get used to operating at a very, very high pace, you're super, super high level, you have high levels of achievement in multiple areas, most likely, and if you haven't reached that yet, you're not, you're not an outcast with us. You sit, you simply just haven't, this is why you're on today's podcast is if you have reached the ceiling and you're not achieving the successes that you want, you're fine. Okay. The, the coaching and the training on today's podcast is still going to assist you in, in breaking that glass ceiling, if you would, gaining some traction. So you're not freaking spinning your wheels and staying disappointed. Okay. So don't think that you're out of the equation because I'm talking to the other people. I used to teach groups of firefighters, and in the room were guys and girls from all different, like their careers stretch years, and so I had newbies and probies in there, I had paramedics in there, I had EMT basics, I had people who did not hold either licensure, so when I coach and I train, I'm actually very used to speaking to multiple levels of learners, that's just that's I, I didn't know that when I was in that environment that that was one of the skill sets that I was actually learning. But being in that capacity, even though if any of you guys are listening, man, you gave me a run for my money. it was painful at the time, but it really it helped me to be able to communicate with a lot of people. So I hope that it's coming across that way and resonating with you no matter what brought you to this podcast or what quote unquote level you view yourself in terms of your progress and, and productivity. Okay, so what I'm saying, though, is this, your thoughts, okay, being a very intelligent person who either has a track record of multiple successes in any given area, multiple areas, or you're still super intelligent, like you've got goals, you've had successes, you know, in what, you know, may not be as big of an area as you think they should be, because you're very humble, I get it, I get it, but you want more, okay, your thoughts are merely a habit. Okay, so how you go about thinking about things, how you talk to yourself, even like that's a thought train. And usually what happens, all right, we're going to get into this flip the script here thing, is that when you're looking to advance any area of your life, okay, and it has consistently yielded disappointment for you. Okay, It could be health and fitness. It could be your finances. It could be your relationships. It could be where you live. I mean, it could be anything. Even your walk with God can be disappointing at times. Okay? Like, nothing is good or bad. Nothing is right or wrong. It simply is. End result is you're freaking disappointed, and you're at the point where you're just, like, almost, like, ready to, like, throw your hands up and just be like, I think I'm going to have to accept things just the way they are. And this must be how it's meant to be. Because no matter what I do, I'm getting the same results over and over and over and over again. Okay, that's a thought pattern. That's a habit. So just like when you brush your teeth, first thing in the morning, hopefully, (laughs) all right, think about this, you put the toothpaste on the same way, So whether you wet the toothbrush first, then you put the paste on, you put the paste on, then you wet the toothpaste, I don't know how you do it. But it's always the same way. And you always brush your teeth with the same hand and you do it the same way. Now, how do I know this is try to do it different the next time you brush your teeth. Okay, just change, just even try to change the hand that you brush your teeth with. Okay, like, it's weird and it's awkward. And if you're really not skilled with the opposite hand, you're going to find that you're like, you're moving your head back and forth and, and front to back because your hand is not used to moving in the way that's adept as the other side is in terms of like hitting all the different angles and then parts of your mouth and your teeth and your tongue and all that stuff. Like that's a habit. Okay. Your thoughts, you're laughing because I'm sure you've tried it before. As have I. And it's a habit. And habits can be hard to break. But the cool thing is that they all can be habits are learned, actually. So you can actually unlearn them and replace them with a higher level habit that actually serves you better. Okay, and why I bring that up is because again, whatever area of your life it is that you're not realizing the results in, Okay. And again, it ends up in disappointment. I've been there. Like, this is not me talking at you. This is me having come through the process myself. And it was nothing. I mean, it was like stuff got worse and worse and worse. And it was, it was, even though I was actively working on myself, the outcome was worse and worse and worse. And so what did I do? I went to some of my trusted colleagues and, you know, people in my family who I respect and value their opinion and asked them, you know, really. And so I'll give you an example. Like for me, one of those areas had to do most specific with a romantic relationship. Okay. Not like one is in one person. I mean, like the, the, the concept, like having one f- with the right person what ended up happening was it was never that I was not getting attention from men or being asked out on dates or anything like that. It was the the caliber of dude. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't even say man. I would say dude that I was attracting. It was like, oh my God, it was terrible. And So I would go to my family or to my friends and they would say, well, Nick, your standards are way too high. I'm just giving you an example, okay, to to allow you to see some of the mind effedness that was inside of my mind. Like for me, I don't really go to other people for Advice per se. I think more times than not, you know what you need to be doing. What I was looking for was really for them to find, like, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, that was my point. Like, because no matter what I'm doing, these dudes, like, they don't call back. I'm getting stood up. I'm being cheated on left and right. And it was just, it was awful. And every guy, it was like I was dating the same man, guy, dude. Just he was in the different body. And so eventually I reached that stopping point and I I treated it, ironically enough, you know, I I come from a medical background. So a lot about me, like, is like the scientific process. I treated this like a scientific equation. Like, all right, what's the constant here? (laughs) The constant is me. Okay. (laughs) So I'm present in every single one of these situations. There clearly has to be something wrong with me as to why I keep attracting the same crappy level of dude, okay? So what I did was, I took myself off the damn dating market. Now, this was despite my friends and family making profiles for me on the different, like, dating websites and stuff like that. They'd be sending me matches and all kinds of stuff. My dad actually was near tears one day, and I just remember him, he was, like, almost in tears crying he's like please just go to a dating service I'll pay for it I mean it was like we come from Italian family so it's kind of a big deal you know if especially the women are not married like it's a big deal and so (laughs) well whatever and I never did it but I knew that something had to change I just didn't know what okay So I started taking coaching like in different areas, okay, definitely bodybuilding, muscular development, and was introduced to different coaches and trainers in like the fitness space. But also, I mean, if you like go through YouTube, like one leads to a different one leads to a different one. And I found a whole bunch of different people who had different, they came from different industries outside of health and fitness that allowed me to view things from a different perspective. And once you get on the plane of, all right, this, I'm moving in a new direction here. I don't always know the path and the course that we're going to go, but my end goal, okay, ultimately, I know exactly what it is that I want and I want to have a very, I want to have that relationship, okay? That, like, capital T-H-A-T relationship with the man who loves me in the way that I need to be loved, right? My partner, okay? Someone we can, you know, build with, someone I can trust, like, the core fundamentals, okay, have to be there, and then you build out from there, like, yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, it should be loving. Yeah, you know, there should be chemistry. There, are all of those things. But like he has to have his core fundamentals intact. And I'm not even really sure how to discern whether or not he has it anymore. I mean, it got to the point where it was just so flippant frustrating. I, I couldn't even take it anymore. OK, so if you're there at any point in your life, like I promise you, like I've been there. And if it wasn't that, then, you know, while I was working on that and and, you know, doing my own internal work on expectations and coming to really know, you know, myself and and changing different things and and beliefs and thoughts and, you know, some of that self-sabotage that you have, like this is just going to end up bad. I just don't even know. And you put that out to the universe. While I was working on that, I then stepped over to a different area of my life, which was, okay, what if he never comes? And I still, I want to have a family. So now what am I going to do? All right, well, let me, let me look into foster parenthood and let me look into adoption. I'm telling you my path. Like this is honestly what I did. And I knew that if I were to go that path, neither of which was accepted by my family and most of my friends, okay? Because they were like, you wanna be a single mom? This is gonna be terrible. Like, how are you even gonna do this? And to be honest with you, I didn't even have a team. Like, I had a lot of people who loved me, but nobody even had time, freedom in order to help me be a single mom. So it was just like, no matter what, way I was facing, it was nothing but obstacles. And then came the part where I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to pay for daycare then. And I don't want to put my kid in a center. I want to have, you know, somebody either come to my home or somebody, you know, from the church, I'm still going to have to pay them. I'm going to have to earn a higher level of income. I'm not going to be able to do that as a nurse. Or if I do, I'm going to have to do something different. And At that time, all of a sudden, my whole entire nursing career, it was just like this wadded up mess because this is when healthcare was really starting to change and we were seeing major takeover by businesses, major influence of the pharmaceutical companies, the insurance companies. We saw socialism infiltrate and that tentacled out into like just a whole wad of crap and standards dropped, expectations dropped. And then the healthcare itself, like, because there was so much government influence, then they had to do things different. And then they had to do different mergers and acquisitions. And I'm telling you, it was not what started out as me like voluntarily walking down what would be like a relationship pathway. It, it cascaded. Into this whole entire wad, excuse my language, of shit. And for me, I typically do, if you want to call it goal setting, you can call it goal setting. I do like a very thorough triaging of you know, my position when it comes to be my birthday. So my birthday's in June. And usually and I didn't give this a whole lot of thought. This was what I started doing naturally, like probably like 20 years ago, was it got to be about April. And of course, I knew my birthday would be coming up. And I would really sit there and say to myself, am I closer to or farther away from my goals? Like, what is it really that I'm trying to do? And I would make course corrections. And probably once I hit the age of 30, I would tell you that for me, I wanted I knew that I needed to push the accelerator and become more effective in the steps that I was taking because time is ticking. Okay, And speaking from a woman's perspective, you know, like if you want to call it the biological clock, you you can say that I'm not attached to whether or not I have a, a natural baby. I always wanted the experience of being pregnant. But my ultimate goal is to have a family that I knew once I hit, you know, like 30, like time is I don't know how long I have. I'm actually adopted, so I know nothing about medical history from my natural parents. Like, I have to operate with a, with a sense of urgency here, and when I did that, it was just like one thing led to another thing, led to another thing, led to another thing, and I needed to sharpen up both what it was that I was seeking to achieve, but also the methodology that I and the steps that I was going to be taking in order to not just go in there and kind of sort of like gradually massage this and I've got a lot of time like I need to go in there and freaking crush this like there was, do you hear the difference there? Right then and there was a flipping of the script. Whereas before it would be kind of like do a little bit of time, learn a little bit of time, you know, facing and doing some of your internal work can be kind of painful. All right, let me back off on that just a little bit. And you prolong, you prolong the inevitable, you prolong the results. Whereas when you flip the script and now all of a sudden you're just like, you know what, whatever this quote-unquote thing is, okay, that's leading me to becoming disappointed, it's just freaking flat-out painful, and now I have two options, okay? I can sit here and avoid it and just kind of hope that, you know, one day, like, the stars will line up and maybe it will self-resolve, or if I just kind of put it in a little box, and stick it on the shelf in the closet, okay? It, it's technically, I'm not like stuffing it in there. I mean, I put it in a box. I mean, it's a little lid, is on, it. it's organized. It's, I know where it is. I can go right back to it anytime. Yeah, I'm just choosing not to. I mean, does that sound familiar to you? You're not the, You're not the only one who's ever done this before. And I laugh because, well, first of all, I think that you should be able to laugh at yourself, but I laugh because every single person that I have coached has said that almost in the exact same verbiage, especially the men that I coach. Leading up to this, I've actually coached on the personal development front, coached more men than I ever have women. And the best thing about it, honest to God, and if any of you guys are on this podcast, you just need to know how much I appreciate you and what a great honor it really has been to be your coach because to watch your transformation and also be very privy to some of those things that I know are highly confidential, they're very, very sensitive you know, issues for you. And for me to be trusted with that, I, that is something I do not take lightly by any stretch. So I, I thank you so much for allowing me to be your coach and and allowing me to be in that position that I can assist you, but to be with you at some of your most vulnerable points. And I, I think that says a lot about you as a man um, in willingness to, to expose your vulnerabilities and, assume that position in doing so, it it actually is a strength. And I thank you for that. Um, So I will say, that when you flip your script and you move through the, oh my gosh, like I'm about to step on this channel and this is going to be it's like a slippery slope, man. If I decide I'm going to, you know, conquer, you know, the beast that's in front of me with whatever pile of shit, you know, I probably have created here and now I have to do something different. I know it's going to be painful, <laughs> but, you know, I'm willing to go in there and do whatever it takes And probably get the shit kicked out of myself for a small period of time. But in the end, I know that I'm going to be... I'm going to conquer this. And I'm going to come out the other end victorious. Do do you hear the, the... I guess it is a dichotomy in the two ways of operating. One is I'm going to back off on this a little bit because I know it's painful. Or number two, I'm going in there with both ass cheeks. I mean, we are not half assing this and I'm going to do whatever it takes To not only just kind of sorta fix this, no, 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 no. I'm gonna come in here and freaking dominate this sector. Like it is night and day. And for me, you know, coming from healthcare industry, I, I came from like emergency trauma, critical care, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we've got a saying, you know, like rip the band-aid off. You know, you can either kinda like take the band-aid if you have like a really hairy arm or something or really sensitive spot on your skin, and you're kinda like peeling the bandaid off, and you're like, oof, oof, there, there, oof hurts, right? <laughs> or you can grab that sucker and just like, like rip it off. And it hurts like, a, you know what, but it's momentary. Right? And then you're able to, you know, fix the boo boo underneath there, clean it up or whatever it is that you got to do. It's the same exact way when you're dealing with, you know, your internal junk, if you will. That you can either kind of sort of, you know, do dabble a little bit and, and just, you know, over time, you know, multiple decades or whatever, it'll kind of sort of get better. Or you can choose to freaking do the rip the bandaid off technique, go in there, create some destruction and a whole lot of pain for yourself. But the, the duration of it is going to be way shorter. So that's the decision that you need to make. Now, for my people who hate pain, like you're like, ooh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't blame you, okay? <laughs> like, but I also I also I wish I could say like, you know what? It'll be okay. It's really it's no big deal. I mean, there's things where it really is no big deal, but there's honest to God. I mean, you you tell me if I'm wrong. There is stuff in your life where there's no getting around the fact that it's going to freaking suck. That's it. Okay, but it's fully up to you to determine the duration and probably the intensity of the suckedness, if if that's even a word. Does that make sense? You know? And during those times, I mean, especially like if this is again relationship. Front, or you know, something that's wildly important to you, you know, your health and fitness. That's another one where you make multiple attempts and you're not successful, and you keep on seeing you meeting like the same demons, you know, your pizza, your chocolate cake, or you know, whatever it is. That it is hard because you don't always have the people around you, not so much to blow sunshine up your ass and encourage you and you know, validate you and affirm you, but. You don't have people who think like you do. That's a big deal when you don't have that group of individuals who can identify or relate to the position that you're in and they don't, then on top of that, you know, they don't even think how you do when it comes to improving your situation, personally or professionally. Right? And it's like sitting in a meeting. Just like with people who are just like Charlie Brown's teacher, like wah, 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 wah. And you leave the conversation and like, it's like a null transaction. Nothing good happened, nothing bad happened, like nothing happened. There's no results that happened. Or sometimes you're around a bunch of negative, we call these people, one of my coaches introduced this topic to me, like negative broke dicks. Like they're negative all the time. They don't have any positive aspirations for the future. And when you're looking on changing your station, that's the worst type of person for you to be around because all they're going to do is reinforce your habits Okay, of how you actually think, which unequivocally leads you to staying disappointed. You're tracking with me? And that makes sense, right? So, for you to flip the script, all right, it almost, I think, and largely contradicts how you are built inside. Okay. And over the course of time, like if you're the person who has traditionally been the one who's in pursuance of pleasure. Okay. I'm going to bring in some geeky science talk for you here. What happens is that you're used to like highlighting and using your dopamine. Dopamine is like it's a it's a hormone like inside of your body it's a it's like a neurotransmitter it it governs your sense of well-being and dopamine is released anytime you get satisfaction especially short term so whether you get this in terms of like gambling whether like anything that's addictive okay this can come about in the form of porn this can come in terms of sexual addiction this can come drinking smoking drugs um even probably working out to a large extent. I mean, anything can be taken to the extreme of an addiction, okay? It could be winning. It could be, you know, the act of dominating. Like, you get used to highlighting. This is even on social media when people like your posts or comment or interact or share or whatever, okay? So you get that automatic feedback, but that's dopamine. And when you're on the dopamine high, like, you need it like a crack addict needs crack, and you need more of it, and you need more, more of it more often. So you're always going after chasing the high, if you would, in your respective sector. Whereas on the opposite end of the spectrum, there's individuals who are governed more by long-term results. Okay, and that's more utilizing serotonin. It's a little bit more patient, it's a little bit more perseverant, you you generally tend to see a good amount of discipline and like strong habits over there, but it usually is, it's longer if you would. Okay, so when you're looking to do something new, you also have to be aware of the fact that underlying there is your habit of which of those hormones you've been riding on. All right, the biochemistry aspect of it largely governs what you actually do. Because here's what you need to know like, your body. This is total science. Like, this is going to help you understand, like, why you're not getting the results, okay? You have to, like, track everything back to freaking biochemistry. This is no joke, okay? So when your body is used to having just, like, boatloads of dopamine circulating all around, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you take that away, you're in withdrawals. Freaking take sugar for an example, okay? <laughs> do you ever go sugar-free? And I mean, like, straight, like you pull fruit out of your diet. So you have no table sugar, no honeys, no agave syrups, like nothing sweet. You pull the fruits out of there. You're eating vegetables and you're eating your proteins. Okay. Not even sweet potatoes. Okay. Maybe just like, maybe just like vegetables and and a protein source. Okay. Not that you would, but I'm just saying, have you ever done it before? For some people, you pull the sugar out, it's like four hours. And all of a sudden, like they're in a bad way hunting for their fix. Or other people, you get them on day three and they're like having sweats. You got headaches. You're just like crabby. You feel like shit. You have no energy. Okay. It's legit withdrawals based on the the circulating hormones inside of your body. Okay, so here's what you need to know. All right, and I'm not minimizing the role of addiction and withdrawal or anything like that. So don't don't even come at me with that. I mean, if there is something that you require addiction counseling and assistance with, please be sure that you get the help that you require. Okay, that goes without saying, all right, in all seriousness, you're, you're speaking with a seasoned ER nurse here, like you need to handle your shit. Okay, but on the grand scheme of things, when you're looking at changing your thoughts, your behaviors, your habits, okay, to get the thing that it is that you want instead of ending up disappointed, you have to also realize something in that, <laughs> number one, you're going against your body's normal chemical makeup. That if it's used to having a lot of dopamine in the system, And now you're not doing, quote unquote, the thing anymore. Your body is seeking it out and your body is designed to keep you like with everything as it knows it. What I mean by that is like certain amounts of potassium, certain amount of water, and in this case, certain amounts of dopamine, because that's what keeps it functioning at its level. And now when you change it, even though you're changing it because you're looking at improving your station, your body doesn't know that. Your body is just a bunch of chemical reactions like happening at all times. I mean, really, your body's nothing but a bunch of protons, neutrons, and electrons. I know it's so unsexy. I know it's like you probably haven't even like thought about that since like, high school chemistry but I'm bringing that up to you on purpose so that you don't think that you're freaking crazy like there's legit shit which is going on at the cellular level and your body is super smart it's super intuitive and it has way 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 more systems in place to get what it wants which is the dopamine high if you would okay and that's when like if you're health and fitness. That's when you get your food cravings, all right? Why? Not because you are incapable or inept, but because the body is crafty. It's like, holy shit, man, I want my sugar and I want, I want it now. And it will give you food cravings or, you know, the pizza cravings or whatever, okay? You haven't been gambling. You don't play the lottery or whatever, okay? It, it's the same no matter what the thing is that you've been chasing, Okay, so when you're breaking those habits, you're first going against how your body has come to know itself, how it's been operating with those with those chemicals. Okay, so that's that's like hump number one. Hump number two, this is gonna like blow your freaking mind. And the first time this was introduced to me by one of my coaches, like I literally almost fell off my chair. And it's this, it's the fact that disappointment is also. an addiction. I'm going to say that again. Disappointment is also an addiction. And you got to like, let that settle for a little bit because until you fully grasp that, okay, you will not be able to arrest self-sabotage. Okay, so here's what it looks like. Remember, I said like your body just gets used to having like certain hormones bouncing around. Well, you have hormones which bounce around when you're disappointed and that creates, you know, a a feeling. And then over time, if the feeling stays, that creates a mood. And then when the mood persists for a long time, like it starts to penetrate your character. And then it's just like your overall well-being and how you actually live. Okay, so it's, it's nothing that happens usually at one time. This is what happens over the course of time. All right. So for me, it was just like continuous disappointment in the area of romantic relationships. And then over here, it was continuous disappointment in the area of my former like clinical nursing career as it pertains to production capabilities, you know, levels of income for sure, because, you know, I was always reaching the lids on, you know, how can I, you know, have a family? Like, it was nothing but discipline. And I I was working more and I was working harder. And then, you know, I was reading like all these self-help books about, you know, being a better romantic partner and this, that, and the other. And it was just like, it was still leading towards the same thing. And every time I'd go on a date, it was just kind of like, you know what, this is, I I wonder if he's even going to call. I wonder if he's going to show up. Like it was the same. I caught myself in saying that stuff. Okay. now, fortunately for me, like I'm that person who is able to like kind of be outside my body at the same time and just like look at my own shit and just be like, girl, this is what you're doing. Okay. but I don't know how to get out of it. Like and then you go through this period where you feel like you're freaking crazy because you're having conversations about yourself and you're having conversations with yourself. All right. So if you're there, I've been there, too. This is the critical middle. Like this is you have to continue to push through it and keep that mentation. This is why champion mindset coaching is so vitally important, because if you do not have the strong mental tenacity to complete, you're going to get stuck in the middle. And then I think it's even worse because the, the disappointment then is like compounded. All right. And I was just thinking of a a girl who I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but there's so much of me in the podcast and who I am as a coach today where I have so much empathy for people that there was a girl who literally if you want to talk about feelings of disappointment, she tried to actually kill herself she was there. She jumped in front of a train on Thanksgiving day one time, and she actually didn't die. She came, she was brought into our emergency room. I'll never forget it. I mean, this had to have been, this was probably like 1998, I would say. I I just remember because I just remember this. And, um, you know, she was a hot mess. I mean, she was like a mangled, she got hit by a train for God's sakes, but she was alive. And then to be her, right? She was already disappointed to begin with, waking up, not being successful at that. I mean, does it get any lower? This kind of stuff happens. This is literally the stuff that I used to see every single day and why I have such a high threshold for shit that goes on in life. And I also believe a great deal of empathy for people because I've seen people at their extremes. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can kind of laugh about it and just be like, man, that's got to suck. I mean, you didn't even, you know, but it's a serious thing. I mean, this girl, I mean, think about it. She put a lot of thought into this. I mean, who would have expected that she would have lived after getting hit by a freaking, as a pedestrian on the train track? She lived, okay? Like, clearly, God was like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? That God has a sense of humor, and I have come to learn, like, when it's your time, it's your time. When it's not your time, it is not your time. You can see this kind of stuff all the time. So if you're here on this podcast, it's you're here because it's not your time yet. Like, you still have more work to do. I don't know what your work is, but when God decides, this is what I, t- I believe too, to put you on a new track, okay, and when you, in your heart of hearts, get clear on what it is that you want. I I believe that all of your goals, all of your dreams, they all somehow come from God because he would never put something in your heart that he didn't want you to have. But oftentimes you have to become the person who is qualified, if you would, to have that thing. So what he'll do is he'll actually put teachers and coaches and many times they can also not just come in the form of people, but they come in the form of lessons, okay? And as you get better at like learning the lessons, then he puts the actual coaches and the trainers in front of you to tell you what to do, okay? for me I'm one of his strong-willed children and I know there were times like God tapped me on the shoulders and he was just kind of like okay can I have your attention please and I'm like yeah 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 well I'm gonna do this my way then like it never goes well (laughs) (laughs) you may have fun for a short period of time but the end result is always pretty bad and then you know finally you're just like okay I don't know what else to do just fix this I don't even know okay now he's got your attention Okay. Now he's got something to work with because you're coachable, right? Like the ego is surrendered. You're sitting there. You're just like, I mean, how many times do you pray? Like when shit gets seriously, really, really bad. I think a lot of us start out that way. Like, oh my God, I certainly did when I was teaching when I was teaching them firefighters, I cannot tell you how many times I'd just be like in my brain, just like Jesus freaking take the wheel right now. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you. Right. And he would always help. And, but he, that's how God, God talks to you in the language that you best understand. But sometimes he's got to let you do some stuff because you we are given a free will in order for him to get your attention and allow you to actually be coachable and teachable and then after that all of a sudden this person like pops out of like thin air and they say something that may just be kind of like you know trivial to them whatever but it impacts you in such a way where you then you can't sleep you're like oh my god somebody was talking to me that's happened to you right this is like the path of personal development and then lo and behold here you are on this podcast all right god doesn't make mistakes I, I, I believe I, I bring God into as much as I can, the majority of coachings and trainings because of the role that he has in my life, but also because I believe that I'm the vessel that he uses to coach and train other people. Like I can't take responsibility for, that's not the right word. I can't take credit. That's the word for, you know, the impact that I have I know that God has had me in different training arenas and on different training grounds to prepare me to do my next mission. Okay. And all of those years working in emergency capacity and, you know, then teaching, you know, different groups of mostly men has prepared me for who I am today. And then you know, when I moved into, you know, business coaching and business training, then those individuals brought a different skill set to the table to take me out of the just, I shouldn't say, I don't like to say just being a coach, but I had to become a business owner, right? And that required me to to step out of what was essentially like a nursing role and wait for a situation to to present itself and I would handle the situation it wasn't that I was like oh my god I don't know what to do it was like you're waiting for the situation now this is 100% me going out there and creating a situation or an opportunity and then you know still driving with that Does that make sense? And that's how it is with your own personal development, is that you've got to eventually flip the script and you come out of the kind of like waiting for something to happen to you or maybe waiting for a period of time where the stars line up or you have money or people are supporting you and you've got to be able to call attention to the elephant in the room and decide, you know what, (laughs) this cannot go on any longer. Okay, This is freaking killing me. I'm tired of being disappointed, or I'm tired of being this way. You know, this is nothing but death and destruction. Like something different. Like, we have to do something different here. I've come to learn that the areas of your life that cause you the most grief and the most pain, you will be able to utilize coaches and trainers and information, which, like normal people. But until you bring God into the equation, those deep-rooted things, the forms of addictions, your thought processes. Okay, I call this heart work because I think it's all like implanted in your heart and it's got a very, very deep root system. You have to do heart work. And that's what allows you to change your perspective. Okay, how you actually view yourself how you actually view the future. All right. Now be advised. Like I, I have, if you've ever read the book relentless, it's an awesome book. Um, and it talks about how everybody has a dark side and you use the dark side to push you, you know, and drive you forward. Like I, I have that, I know how to step into that role and and you know, fully press the accelerator when I'm looking to get results. But sometimes that dark side is not going to be the side of you that is going to deliver you to your promised land. Eventually you have to come out and be in light. And that's when shit gets real because then you're exposing a lot of those things which you were k- keeping hidden in the dark. Okay, none of this happens overnight like this. <laughs> it happens and then you, you're good and then all of a sudden you regress a little bit and you go forward like you know how progress is in life. But that internal work that you do, it can be a little bit of a rough goal because you're challenging your internal operating system. But what you'll find is that when you flip the script and now you're using a different operating system in the area where you were not getting results before, the results that you have are so magnificent. It is 100% worth any amount of pain that you incurred when you were voluntarily stepping into that place to begin with. I promise you, okay? And you're going to know it along the way because you're going to see, as I was starting to see, I no longer was attracting, excuse my language, no longer attracting fuckboys. None, okay? And then there was a period of time where it wasn't like I was attracting anybody, and I was like, well, what the hell? But then you have to like evaluate, you know, in your head was like, well, at least None is better than a whole like truckload of fuckboys, <laughs> right? Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> okay? <laughs> or over here, okay, I'm in business, I'm I'm you know doing stuff, I'm not making enough income. Yeah, but you actually are making progress and are earning income in a brand new career for yourself. And you're not dependent on Somebody telling you necessarily when to go to work or what to wear or for me for a long time, like it was, I don't have to worry about any of my patients or their families grabbing me and throwing me into a wall. Right, I don't have to worry about needle sticks, I don't have to worry about the drunk guy freaking puking on me or spitting on me. Like, it got to that point where the comparison was like, Well, I may not be where I want to be yet, but at least I'm not over there anymore. Okay, this is progress. Okay, it's not as fast as I want it to be. Maybe I can work harder and faster to like pick up the pace a little bit, but at least I know that I'm making progress. Okay, it's wildly humbling. It's very, very, I'm telling you, when you start doing your internal work it becomes a way of life for you and it becomes like it becomes so simple because you're just like okay this is this needs work now this needs work now and it's like walking in a field in a garden rather and you see these weeds and you're just like bunk, I'm pulling this one bunk pulling this one Bunk, pull, 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 pull. And holy crap, now I need some tools. I need to dig this one out because this is like a two-handed like weed pull. It's got this involved weed like root system here. And I'm pulling that fucker out because, dude, this one is a, this is going to take over my damn garden. I will not allow it. You see what I'm saying? You're flipping the script on it rather than just trying to like cover it up, cover up your garden with the plastic and mulch so that the weeds don't grow through, right? You see the change in the perspective there and it's the same thing with you, okay? Now I promise you, I promise you, wherever you are right now, when you put in the work is not where you're gonna be six months from now. Six months from now, literally everything will be different about you the amount of excitement that you wake up with every single day, perhaps your financial situation, the people who are in your inner circle, your, your overall disposition, your, your ability or willingness to maintain, you know, discipline and action towards your goal, whatever it was for you. When you start doing the work, okay, like you commit to the end goal, you start doing the work every single day, your momentum is what's going to carry you because it's easier to like move momentum and steer it than it is to generate it. Okay. Generating momentum simply happens by you're making a decision. Like this is what I'm doing. I don't feel like doing it, but I'm doing it anyway. All right. Then you start to see a little bit of results, start to have a little bit of movement and you're like, all right, this is better. Boom! All of a sudden now I just, I want to take this to the next level. You push the gas pedal and you get like way better results. Right? And that happens in any area of life. But oftentimes, again, with those areas where you are getting consistent disappointment, it requires a different version of yourself. It requires you to flip what's really an internal script and dialogue and learn how to use the opposite one, perhaps. Learn a different perspective learn a different way to deal with yourself, learn a different way to manage yourself so that you show up better for other people or show up better in a particular situation. It comes back to leading yourself. Even though it's hard, even though you may not feel like it, even though you're tired, the tighter master you become of yourself and not through means of control, but by actually changing who you are on the inside, it starts to radiate outwards. And it creates like a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful life for yourself. I do promise you. So we're about to wrap up this podcast. I hope that that brought some light for you. And if there's anything that I myself as a coach can do to assist you, your team or your organization in flipping the script, please, by all means, it would be my great honor to serve you guys contact me directly you can go directly to our website which is transformation Good evening everybody and welcome back to the Transformation Gold podcast Still your hostess still your coach Nicole De Vincentis welcome so we're talking we're continuing on the earlier segment of what was called Flip the Script and I know that the previous episode actually cut off Before I finish speaking. And so I want to apologize for that. I'm working on my timing. This is like a work in progress. When we talk about like transformation gold, you're literally watching my transformation from one career to another, from working as a coach in my business to now acquiring coaches and hiring sales staff so that I can be working on my business. And I got to tell you, like it's a whole completely different animal it's super super fun but sometimes like I get on a roll do you ever do that when you're speaking and like I lose track of time so the fact that it blanked out on the past I'm, I'm really sorry about that so I thought we would pick up where we left off and then branch a little bit further give you a little bit more detail a little bit more value as to what it means to kind of like combat your physiology and, you know, some of the other things that you're up against when you are at that point where you're actually flipping the script, you're changing your operating systems from what primarily drives you, um, you're overcoming your body's natural hormones, you're maybe changing your diet, you're going through sugar withdrawals and like inside of your body is all this chaos and you're trying to make these changes in your life. So I totally get it. I'm also walking on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> while we do this, one of the things that we have in my academy are our podcast to assist people who are actually warming up into their workouts. And so, you know me, I'm like the multitasker. I'm actually practice, practicing that while I'm delivering a podcast to you so that <laughs> I'll be ready and uh, willing and able to deliver, you know, like content that people actually have to pay for. And I'll have my SHIT together. So, you know, we're all a work in progress. So anyway, when we were talking about flipping the script, I was uh, sharing with you some of my own personal experiences in terms of changing that operating system from, you know, what primarily drives you, either if you are pain avoidant in some or many areas of your life or you're more of the type of pursuant of pleasure. And what I was saying, if you remember, and if you didn't listen to that one, go back and listen to that before you pick up this this episode or this segment of this episode in this podcast, is that your primary operating system usually gets you to a point. But it's been my experience both as an individual and definitely as a coach that there's a few key areas in your life where those strategies and those tactics that you use to get your results don't work. Okay. And so again, if you're more so pain avoidance, like you do things and you just do things to either avoid pain, whether it could be The the opinions of other people, worried about looking stupid in front of other people, criticism, judgment, um, outward ridicule. Um, Maybe it's physical pain if we're talking health and fitness and you have like fallen way off course in terms of your mobility, your flexibility, or you really don't like working out and you perceive it as painful, like you tend to be pain avoidant. Or maybe this is areas of your finance. We see this a lot in people who have come up through the ranks of poverty. And I can speak to that as well. I grew up in a household where um my stepdad had cancer and so you know long story short with chemo and all that stuff he was laid off of his job he was a construction foreman and then we actually opened up three businesses from our home and despite that we did not have like very savvy financial habits we didn't have great financial literacy and when you combine that (laughs) with You know, unsteady income from being laid off and hospital bills, et cetera, et cetera. It was really like one of those situations for me um, that was a huge challenge in terms of like entrepreneurship was overcoming that money dialogue where you're always expecting the other foot to drop or shoe, whatever that saying is. Do you know what I'm saying? And so when it comes to like handling finances, for me, finance was always kind of like a really – painful thing, even though, you know, previously I worked as a nurse, I had more than enough income. It was still, at the heart of it, a painful thing for me, okay? So just, you know, a couple little examples, and then on the flip side, you have the other aspect of what actually drives you, and that's when you're actually in the pursuit of pleasure. So you see this, like if you are hot after a goal, (laughs) maybe you're hot after a guy or a girl. You want to go on vacation, you want, you know, a new set of wheels, new pair of shoes, new purse or something like that, like you are going after what you want. And so usually what happens is that when that works for you or if you, you know, you have different chemical balance inside of your body, whether it's more dopamine, whether it's more serotonin, what happens is that you combine behavior with physiology. Okay, so usually if you're going after what you want, you're highly into like the reward center of your body. Usually you're coasting along, usually not always, on the dopamine highway. And the dopamine comes about like with immediate gratification. Whereas when you're a little bit more, I don't know if conservative is the right word, but you're in it for like the long haul, and you really don't have a problem with sacrificing short-term pleasure for long-term gain usually you tend to have a little bit more serotonin involved, okay? So your body's got, like, these hormones, and, you know, they set at a certain level. When you combine that with your behaviors, okay, it becomes a pattern for you, practiced over the course of time. Like, it just becomes, like, your normal operating system, okay? And little do you know it, you realize that however you get your reward like that method of operation works for you so there's really no use to change it like there's no reason to change it don't fix what's not broken until you reach that point in your life which is what we're talking about on the past segment where holy shit (laughs) how in the hell did I end up here and why are my normal tactics and strategies not actually working in fact (laughs) they're actually making the situation worse right and that's where we're at so where do we go from here? How do we take this information? How do we apply it? How do we make it better? Okay. And again, it all comes down to you. When you coach and you train with myself, for sure, any of my staff, we, I, I, we do assess you. I mean, we, we assess your coachability, but we also have to understand, as you should, whether or not You accept full responsibility for your current position. That's really one of like the hugest strides, if you would, like the major post points for your transformation is just being like sometimes you like gotta come to like the end of the road where you're like, dude, I seriously effed up on this, I don't really sure how to actually make it better and here I am, like, (laughs) fix me, you know what I'm saying, and that's actually, for me, that's how I come across a majority of my clients. Um, Again, I come from a healthcare background, and so for me, to handle high stress uh, situations, like, that's pretty much how I've run for my whole entire life, so whatever situation people are in, like, there's really nothing that I haven't seen, haven't heard, somehow haven't assisted in, you know, in one way or the other throughout the years, Um, but it's not your responsibility to figure out the how to fix it, you know, your job is to, number one, recognize, like, Houston, we have a problem, (laughs) and number two, seek out the appropriate assistance to actually assist you in moving the needle and getting what it is that you actually want. Now I say that with one little preface, and that it's this, this is a re- uh, repeater. If there is issues with addiction, drugs, alcohol, etc., our coaching programs, we are not a detox facility. We're not to be used in lieu of proper treatment for yourself, so please seek out the assistance that you require. We're not counseling, we're not psychiatric services, so again, We do not substitute for that. We work in conjunction with it, but only after like a lot of work has actually been done so that we can have a viable, coachable, teachable, responsible individual that we're working with. Okay, so those are like the disclaimers. Let me slow down this treadmill so I can actually talk like a normal human being. Oh my God, thanks for your cooperation. Okay, so. When we last left our story then, I believe before the recording shut off, before I was finished, I was talking about um, those neural hormones, if you would, what governs you, and then when you actually move to change, what drives you, okay? Whether this is relationships, like you've been more so. I think one of the easiest things for me to use is just like, you notice the opposite sex and like you're highly sex-driven, okay, couple that with your sex hormones and it's just like you're on a path. But as a lot of people that I have coached have found out that that path leads to a very slippery slope because they don't have the mature relationship habits with inside the, I guess, confines or inside of an established relationship. And oftentimes, you know, people will have super hot and heavy courtship, move really quickly into marriage, but because they haven't practiced any sort of, like, disciplined dating or discernment in their dating life, it's not like all of a sudden the ring goes on, the habits change. And so usually what happens is after a series of just, like, horrific relationship experiences they pop out the other side and they're just like holy shit you know I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again or sometimes become so incredibly disheartened and disappointed with the outcome that they just resolve themselves to like, you know what, I guess I'm not meant to be in a relationship. And I challenge that 100% because I know, first and foremost, man was not made to be an island. You know, he always created a helpmate for the opposite, you know, for your partnership. But more so, that's the point where you come to like, the, the end of yourself. That's when you surrender your ego. And you're just like, you know, for me, I just am like, Jesus, take the wheel, because I don't even know what the F to do from this point. And and that's when you have an actual coachable spirit. Now, for me, I should also say another disclaimer. I feel like I'm just telling you what I don't do, but I also don't do any of the sex addiction or sex um, coaching with men. I made a very, very strong decision with that one. Um, I do refer out for those and have some great people within ministries to assist you with that if that applies to you. Um, So we just keep it more so, you know, on on the straight and narrow if you would. Okay, but I just want you to know, like wherever you are, every single person was given what we call a stronghold in your life. And a stronghold is just, it's got, it's like the name says, it has something that has a strong grip on you that no matter what you do, it's super hard to break out of and it's been my experience I said this before and I say it again that those strongholds whether they come in the form of addictions or just you know patterns you know repeated over time and like it's a major habit right now no matter what you do it's really hard to break it the most effective transformation happens when you do what's called heart work and that only comes through an increased faith journey, if you would, and getting to know God and letting him do the work inside of your heart. That's really how true transformation happens, especially when we're doing, we're dealing with stuff, which is like riding the dopamine highway. Okay. Now the one thing that I will tell you specifically for my men, now again, I'm on a treadmill. I'm at the gym right now. (laughs) This is actually a Thursday evening, and, you know, Thursday evenings, there's, like, singles and mates here. (laughs) And so the guys who are singles here, like, they're all, you know, walking around and muscling up in in the mirrors and doing all kinds of crazy shit. (laughs) Sometimes they do. But I want to introduce you to another thing, which is actually the role of testosterone. And I know that testosterone, it gets a bad rap all the time. And sometimes people use it as an excuse. And none of this is an excuse. What happens is that when you understand what is going on inside of your body, all of a sudden, it starts to make sense to you that A, you're not crazy, and B, like, there's things that you can do about it, but it, you're going to have to do something different, okay? Hold on one quick second. <laughs> All right, right, we'll have a great workout. Thank you. Um, So here's what's up. When you have testosterone, like, pulsing through your veins, testosterone is the hormone of dominance, okay? So that's really why, you know, men's insurance in their cars is higher than women's because, (laughs) really, you guys have more testosterone. It makes you do stupid shit, okay? It makes you feel like you're invincible. It makes you want to, like, rise up and conquer. So couple that with, like, Dopamine Highway, And you can see how when those things together, you know, combine, how it's very easy for you to end up in a certain position. Does that make sense? Okay. Part of my job as a coach is to expose some of the issues that happen that... When you try to internally figure this shit out or you're making up all kinds of stories about yourself as to why you're you're horrible or why you're never going to make any progress or anything like that, as all of my men that I coach actually do, um, when you understand what's actually going on, it helps to cut some of those tethers that are keeping you stuck. Okay? And they allow you then to just be like... <sighs> I can actually exhale, like, this is way easier than I thought it was going to be, like, oh my God, this is just me as a person, but in no way is it excusing behavior and allowing you to just be like, well, this is exactly how I am, and like, there's nothing you can do because I'm full of testosterone and, you know, full of dopamine, and and this is just how you're going to have to deal, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm sharing with you some of the rationales as to how you got where you are or, you know, the contributing factors, it's up to you to actually do something with it despite those factors. Does that make sense? cool. So we've been talking a lot you know, about men, you know, about addiction, but the same thing can happen with women. I mean, this is certainly not exclusive to a man. It's just that for me, I generally tend to coach more men than I do women. You know, my, my women population is picking up again, but historically and even current present time, I coach more men. And it's just, I can relate with them. They trust me a hundred percent. We have great outcomes. And so You know, when God gives me the green light to go and do something, like, I I do it. So, but again, with women, generally what we see is we don't necessarily see as strong of a domination, if you would. Although we're seeing some angry women who come up. (laughs) And I'm not going to talk to the exceptions. I'm going to speak to the rule. Okay. Now, generally speaking, when we're having contrast between the genders, what do we know is that women are more so governed by the role and the effects of estrogen. And estrogen is what gives a woman her feminine qualities. So it makes us look like women, but it also makes us what's known as the softer vessel and it contributes along with behaviors and a lot of like family generations and and things like that and, and beliefs and traditions that it makes us nurturing and sometimes that can also go to an extreme. So even in the setting of dopamine, when you combine the dopamine with the estrogen, a lot of times what we'll see with the women is that it's very easy for a woman to get her feedback if you would, her hit of dopamine, by caring for other people. Does that make sense? She feels validated, she feels valued, she feels needed, she feels wanted, but then that, repeated over time, can also become an addiction. Huh, this is making sense, right? Like this, (laughs) holy shit, okay, okay, good. All right, again, It doesn't mean that that's how you stay. It doesn't give you justification for having wild swings in your moods or just like, you know, I have all this estrogen, you need to deal with it. Every time you grow, you're responsible for commanding yourself and upholding yourself to a higher level, okay? So when you coach and you train with me, one of the things that we work on, whether you're a man or a woman, is something called commanding your emotionality. And what does it mean? It actually means to like step out of your feels and respond to whether it's a situation at hand or, you know, like calm, cool and collected. It doesn't mean making you a robot, but what it really teaches you to do is to not major in the minors and to not be subject to high highs and low lows. It trains you and it teaches you to be cool you know, like they say, like the other side of the pillow, right? Cool. Like the other side of the pillow. That's how you want to be. Do you know what I'm saying? Cause when you're caught up in those high highs, low lows, I mean, especially I think as a woman, how many times do you say things that five, 10, 15 minutes later, you flip and regret and you're like, Oh my God, why in the hell did I say like, you can't take it back. Do you know what I'm saying? And so when you learn these at higher level skill sets they assist you in your personal and in your professional life because you just you don't lose it over trivial things Okay, it actually places you into a position of peace and power, so your decisions are very clear. You become way more decisive. You become way more focused, and you're not caught up in some of like what I call like those low-level tactics, where you know you just like yell or scream or get mad or just like tears like, like squeezing out of your eyes, you know, shooting out in all, in all directions. Like you got your S H I T together. Does that make sense? All right, so those are some of the challenges that you have when you're riding, you know, with different hormones in your body, whether we're talking about dopamine and serotonin, whether we're talking about testosterone and estrogen, and now we also have to get into the thing which talks about who you surround yourself with, okay? Because here's the one thing, like how you are is how you are, but it's not like you popped out of the vajayjay like that. Okay, think <laughs> a lot of what governs you, a lot of what you do, what you think, what you believe is based on what you have learned, okay? And this is why it is so critical for you that when you are at a transition point, okay, you recognize like you have your Houston, we have a problem moment, and you're moving into like a coaching arena that you do your work and again this applies to anything in life whether this is health and fitness this is your finances this is relationships this is your you know, you're working on your own junk or like whatever is that you have got to place yourself in an environment where you can be like immersed in the content in the subject matter does that make sense so if you've ever been to like a A seminar okay like a life-changing seminar like you go there they've got the music you're there for a day or two and like you come out the other end and you're like this massively changed like holy shit what happened what happened is that whoever seminar it was is a master of creating an environment for you where it's like you're in a tank if you would Everybody's doing the same thing. You're hearing the same information repetitiously over and over and over again, like, and for a prolonged period of time. Okay. It's actually working on your subconscious mind. And that's one of the ways to start changing your behavior. But if you are doing this at home and you're listening to these podcasts, or even if you're coaching with me, you and I only coach together once maybe twice a week, depending on what we're doing, what do you do in the other five, six days of the week? You've got the rest of your life. And that's usually the place where a lot of people can stumble unless you have those disciplines of remaining congruent and being a very, very tight guardian of the information, the the words, the music, the language, whatever that's coming into your mind. And it's largely based on who you surround yourself with. So one of the things that will happen is that when you step forward to make a major transformation for yourself. All right, let's use health and fitness. I think it's one of the readiest like, examples. And maybe you have not been health and, you know, healthy and fit. You've tried numerous times to lose weight. Maybe you've trained for some sort of an event. I don't know what the mile markers are. Is it a 3K or a 5K? I'm not a runner like that, so I don't know. But you train for one of those things. You never even did the training. This is the fifth time you signed up for one. You never completed it. Your friends dog you. Your families are like, oh, my God. You go to the doctor, and the doctor's like, if you don't lose 50 pounds, blah, you're going to be on medication for the rest of your life. And you're like, oh, my God, this totally sucks. But you don't have anybody to give you Like the positive side of stuff okay what do you do or when you snap on to a new nutrition program and you're two weeks in and all of a sudden like your sugar withdrawals are hot and heavy like you just all you can think about is pizza and chocolate cake and beer and you're just like three seconds away from diving into a tank of goldfish crackers (laughs) okay (laughs) what do you do okay, or when the alarm clock goes off in the morning and it's early and you're not really a morning person anyway and now you're gonna go work out before you even go to work, what do you do, okay? It's way easier to make a transformation when you're in an immersive environment. So one of the stipulations that I have as the owner of the company is that whatever information comes out from us on a digital platform okay that's to create the immersive experience immersive environment for you that if you're on facebook whether it's my personal page it's my business page it's the transformation gold page like we're very the message is consistent and there's quite a number of posts on there so that wherever you are Like, instead of just, like, scrolling mindlessly through some of the trash that's on Facebook, like, you have a place to go with links to podcasts and blogs and different resources for you so that you can create for yourself what's essentially an immersive environment. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's really why I do what I do on social media because... When I started coaching people um, after I fully retired as a nurse, one of the things that was happening was that people were just, they were essentially non committal. But the other thing, once I found people who were committed, is like they just said time and time again, like, I feel like I'm outnumbered. Like, I have nobody it's not so much anybody to keep me accountable, but I'm like walking this thing by myself. You know, it's not always fun all the time. And so what I wanted to do was give some sort of an opportunity for an individual who is highly committed to their journey, who may be walking the road alone. I did that, like I understand what it's like when you literally do not have anybody to count on. You have, you may have, and that's not to say like I don't have people who love me. I did, I've always had a family who loved me, but I didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things with them. My changing, first and foremost, my physical health contradicted every single family tradition that our family had like throughout the ages. And so no woman had ever lifted weights in my family, to, to the best of my knowledge. No woman had ever like, meal prepped. No woman had ever not eaten spaghetti at the, at the Sunday dinner table. Let's put it to you that way. And so I know what it's like when you are walking alone. Like nobody wanted to do the same stuff that I did. It was my responsibility, and I learned this kind of like the hard, like the long way, not the hard way, but the long way is that in retrospect, one of the reasons why transformation was so, like, I guess, easy for me was that number one, I was committed, but number two, I always placed myself in an environment where I could be immersed in the information and the culture. And that held true throughout my nursing career, it was true in bodybuilding, it's true in my business practice, you know, over here now too, like that's what's going to keep you. Do you know what I'm saying? It's going to hasten the speed of your transformation, but it's what's going to keep you congruent. Otherwise, it's like you're always working against oppositional forces, okay? So here's what I'm gonna tell you. Like, if you're looking for resources to provide for yourself a immersive experience where you're hearing the same message over and over and over again, I invite you to go. You know, go to my Instagram page. It's at Figure Chick nine one one. I'm slowly building the transformation gold one. Man, I got like. I'm built I'm doing this as we speak, like in in actuality, and I'm not using like planned platforms yet. Like I'm, I still have a part time job. Like I'm learning how to do all these things and build up the different legs of a business in a pretty, pretty fast fashion, while operating as a very high performance athlete. And I got to be honest with you, like past couple months, I was getting my ass kicked. I was working on the sales floor and. Staying up until midnight and trying to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and then work and then go train. That was just like a holy mess. So I had to back off just a little bit, get my body actually where it needs to be. Because this go-around, I'm in much higher physical shape than I was when I started a nursing career where my focus was exclusively on my nursing practice. This is a whole new animal right now. So I'm learning, transforming, like as we speak. I'm doing the things that I'm encouraging you to do. But it's very important to me that you have a place to actually go. Or, first thing in the morning, I never recommend that you go on social or go on electronic medium. When you coach with me, I really emphasize the importance of a strong morning routine for you. Okay? And that's actually one which is free of social media, definitely email free. No reading emails. You can send emails, okay, to, like, put yourself in a position of power, but you don't want to be dealing with other people's problems, like, first thing in the morning, okay? The first two hours of your day actually determines how the rest of your day is going to go. So you want to curate that time and make sure that you're operating from a position of peace and power, and then that dictates and predicates how the rest of the day is going to go okay but following that time or if you're at the point like you're ready to do some inspirational reading come on over okay you can go to our website which is transformationgoal.org we've got some beautiful blog posts up there some of them link over to my fitness page the fitness page is a little bit more work oriented it's definitely a lot more honest and a lot more raw I don't know if honest is the right word. Let's. By honest, I mean I swear more, <laughs> okay? Like that's what you're gonna get on the fitness. It's just more raw, okay? Like this is thought, it's coming out of my mouth. Whereas when I write on the Transformation Gold blog, I really switch into a different part of my personality and I do the creative writing. Like I love that experience but I can't stay over there too long because I lose like massive track of time. (laughs) And really like, I I have to be, I gotta be operating on the figure trick side for a while. But you know, both of those are actually gonna give you the champion mindset coaching. They're gonna give you the iron versus iron coaching. They're gonna get you where you actually need to go. And what you're able to do, especially on the figure chick side is, even though it's a health and fitness site, you can actually plug in any goal that you have and read the blogs or listen to the podcast or whatever, and it's going to assist you in goal attainment in any area of your life. I did that intentionally for you, okay? Because we are mostly an online platform, okay? We're getting ready to launch, you know, in a much bigger way. But if we're not coaching together yet or we're finished coaching, or you're just trying to get a feel, you know, you know, what's this girl all about or whatever, those are your two places that you can go, okay? Learn a little bit more, get a little bit more comfortable, but most importantly, as you then take the steps to hire me as your coach, okay, to create, like, that one-on-one coaching experience for you to get the biggest benefit, to get the strongest results, the websites and the blogs and the podcasts and the social media posts serve as your immersive environment. Does that make sense? It's there intentionally for you, but that's up to you to actually seek that out and actually make that immersion, you know, dive right in there. How's that? I know. It's crazy, but it's crazy good. All right, and it's all there for you. So again, Two websites for you. The first one is transformationgoal.org. The second one is figurechick911.com. And then you can find me both on Instagram at figurechick911. If you put that into Facebook, you'll actually get my business page. You can find me personally on Facebook. You can find Transformation Gold on Facebook. And you can also find us on LinkedIn as well. Okay, those are the three major um, mediums. And in terms of a podcast, well, you're listening to this right now, but we're available on most common of the, of the listening platforms with the Transformation Gold podcast and listen away. Okay, but really what you're able to do is from the very beginning of the podcast, you're going to hear my transformation occurring. Most of the podcasts that I did in the way beginning, to be honest with you, I was doing to keep myself awake on the drive home from work <laughs> during winter time. Okay. I was, again, I was working late, staying up really late, waking up at 4 a.m. Like it was terrible. It was winter time. It was dark. The roads were really shitty. It's Chicago's like terrible snow. And I, I did podcasts so that I could get my ideas out not I'd forget them but also to just keep myself awake. But in listening, I went back and listened to the podcast, and I wasn't really impressed with what I was saying. But I will tell you, hands down, they assisted me in my transformation because I listened to what it was that I was actually saying and realized, like, holy shit, I'm not making progress for this, like in the business, because... I'm still utilizing the operating system of a nurse, of an employee. Okay, so when we talk about like flipping the script, like you have to go through that process and how fast you go through it is 100% dependent on you. Again, I was walking through it largely by myself until I heard it on the podcast and I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) we've got to fix that. Okay. And such is going to be for you. So if you're looking for an additional resource, something that will help you in addition to the coaching, I would recommend two things. Number one, I would highly recommend that you get a notebook. Keep it with you and just write. And when you say, like, write what? Like, write whatever comes to mind. Okay, just to start getting some of the junk out of your head. Like, you're not, you have to remember, like, thoughts are things and they actually occupy space inside of your head. So for you to try to take in new information when you have, like, a lot of stuff inside of there is actually completely unreasonable and you will never get the maximal effects because sometimes you have to let some of that stuff out. Okay, so just write it down. It doesn't have to be, like, grammatically correct. Nobody's going to read it. I'm never going to ask to see it. It's got to get out to actually make space for new good things to actually come in. Okay, and if you're not so much of a friend with paper and pen, or maybe you do do a lot of stuff, you know, you're in the car for a long period of time, it's easier for you to speak than it is for you to write safely, then flip an A, just like... Turn on a podcast, go to Anchor FM. it's free, and just start freaking talking. <laughs> you don't even have to publish the episodes, okay, and you would be surprised when you go back and listen, like, how much you can actually learn about where you are in your journey, and it makes it way easier for you to do those course corrections because, like, the evidence is there, like you said it. Does that make sense? Simple, simple, simple little tweaks. But again, it comes back to you having that Houston, we have a problem moment and recognizing that whatever method of operation I have used to get me to this particular point, if I'm not able to get the results and I'm putting in the work and I'm showing up every day and I'm giving maximal efforts, is it simply because we've not reached the stages of maturation yet? Like you know, my harvest needs to grow, I've just planted, like, we need time, or is it because my operating system is not the most appropriate tactic or strategy to deploy for dealing with this issue and getting the end outcome? Okay, only you know that, and again, oftentimes, you're able to discover that through the process of a coaching program. It's fun. <laughs> right but in all seriousness i'm about to you know let you go here for the evening do we keep ourselves on time here yes <laughs> like i'm paranoid about this thing shutting off early now is that for real if there is anything that i can do to assist you your team your agency in your transformation whether we're talking about like again i come from fire service like we're talking officer development here we're talking performance improvement plans whether this is employee development, whether this has something to do with business operations. I know a lot of my friends who work in retail are now starting to implement different things for growing after you know, a little bit over a decade of real struggling times with the economy and things like that developed some bad habits and now they need to become more growth oriented. Like seriously, like I am on call for you. What <laughs> you have to do is simply contact me. And you do that simply by going straight to the website which is transformationgold.org. Click on the top right hand corner, get your drop down, fill out the contact information, and then either myself or somebody from my team will contact you within twenty-four hours. We'll take a listen as to where you're at, where it is that you're wanting to go, and we'll get you rocking and rolling. Okay? Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Again, this has been Nicole DeVincentes, a.k.a. VickiChick911 on the Transformation Gold Podcast. Awesome, as always, to have you here. Make it a great night. Take care. Bye-bye.